It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard the uh, Tri-County Equipment uh, Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. I'm Dennis Stuckey. Brady Beaton is along. Show number two, Brady, and we're getting closer to kickoff of the uh, 2020 high school football season. Just over 24 hours away, Dennis. I, I cannot wait. You know, everything we've had to do to get this ready, to get this to where we are now. But come tomorrow night when, you know, I'm at East China, you're going to be at Memorial Stadium. Everything's just going to be all right. We're going to be watching some football, some high school football, calling the action for all the great people in the Blue Water area. And it's just going to be relieving to finally get there in what's been the craziest year of my life. I'm assuming the craziest year of your life, too. It's... It's just going to be nice to be able to be in a booth and calling some football. Yeah, it's clearly different this year than it's ever been before. Um, but uh, just looking forward to let, let's get it rolling. It'll start feeling normal as soon as they start playing the game to me. And I realize there will be a lot of differences uh, mm-hmm. with the, the crowds uh, not being as big. Uh, and, and so the noise factor won't be the same. But still, they'll be playing football, and I'll get absorbed in that, and that'll oh, be great. And I want to give a shout-out to everyone who's supported us already. Um, just overwhelming support from people we've talked to. Our first podcast, over 100 people have downloaded it. Can't thank you guys enough. Uh, following our Twitter page and liking our Facebook you know, it just seems like every hour or so I'm, our phones are dinging saying this person likes us, this person follows us. You can follow us on Twitter at, at G underscore Stuck on Sports and on Facebook at Get Stuck on Sports. You know, we're going to have updates for you. That's where we're going to p- help post our podcast, give you the links there, let you know when we're going live for games. So make sure to give us a like and a follow. But to everyone who supported us so far, I just want to say thank you because it it makes it a little easier when you have those long days, but then you go back and you see the support. It makes it worth it. All right. Uh, Northern's not playing this week. We'll talk about that, and we'll run down the games that will be happening, uh, most uh, especially the two that we'll have right here on GetStuckOnSports.com on uh, Friday night, and we'll do all that in just a moment. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, and electrical tools, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that include abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals, and lubricants. It additionally provides conduits, contract hardware, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, tapes, and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell, located at 2975 Pier Road, Port Huron, or call them at 800-250-7520. 
buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back to the show. It's Dennis Stuckey along with Brady Beaton, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. High school football season starts on Friday around the state of Michigan and in the Blue Water area, but one area team won't be having a game this week, uh, Brady, unfortunately, because of the COVID situation. Uh, Port Huron Northern's game against Lakeshore was uh, canceled. This is not a forfeit by the Huskies. This will just turn into an open week. Lakeshore went out, found an opponent. They're going to play Detroit Loyola. So fortunately for the kids down there, they don't have to suffer from this. They'll have a game. But this is kind of a, a, a setback for Port Huron Northern in the fact that they're not being allowed to practice right now and they won't be, uh, I understand, until Monday and then they'll have a week to prepare for a game. But it's just another setback for these kids it is. in a year where it's already been filled with setbacks. And this is the reason why they're allowing every team into the playoffs. I don't think they want to have to decide who's uh, getting in if a, t- if a game's canceled. So this is why everyone's making the playoffs this year, this example. But, you know... I don't know the full situation. I just know what the school district said, um, and I know there's not a game Saturday, and hopefully for the kids, they're up and ready for their opener, which we will have live uh, week two on GetStuckOnSports.com. But, yeah, that's just not even the physical part, but just mentally. The stop-start, It's that's the rough part and just not knowing. And, you know, there's a lot of guys for the Huskies who are looking forward to this game because, again, they're going to have some turnover this year. A lot of And they're going to have some new guys on the field. And those guys are, like, you know, probably chomping at the bit to get going and show everybody what they can do. And they're looking forward. You're going to have guys starting games this year that didn't start the, the last few years and guys up from JV who are making the move now. And, you know, they just want to get going, and this has got to really be frustrating for them. Yeah, it's got to be frustrating for them and the coaches. You are trying to get a young team ready to go. You have a short week like we talked about on Tuesday, or a short year, excuse me, that you talked about on Tuesday, to get these kids ready for the playoffs, get things ready to go, and you lose one week out of six. That's that's a big loss right there. So hopefully they can bounce back, and it's not like they get to practice. Their practices resume Monday, so they don't get those extra days. It's... That's that's tough on especially on a young team like you said that had a lot of turnover from last year. All right, let's talk about games that are going to happen, uh, and we'll start uh, in the Max Silver where Marysville travels to Hazel Park. Uh, the Vikings against the Vikings. Hazel Park uh, joined the MAC last year, and they did not win a single game in the Silver. They went four and five, zero oh and five in league. Their four wins were all against the Bronze. Yeah, no, it's uh, and I mean Hazel Park is a big reason uh, why I'm 
my for my anti Max sentiments. Uh, Marysville should never have a league game with Hazel Park. But besides that, no, and their silver games weren't even close, especially against the area teams. St. Clair, they lost 33-8. to Marine City, they lost 55-8. to Marysville, they lost 49-31. And then Madison wasn't close. Their only close league game was Southlake, where they lost by two, 28-26. And I think Southlake has dropped down to the bronze this year. Yeah, yeah, so... It was a rough start for Hazel Park joining the MAC. Um, it's that's but that's going to be a long bus ride. As I understand it, it's now a 4:30 kickoff um, due to the official situation. So there are going to be officials doing two games in a night, and especially in in uh, Macomb and Oakland counties, that's where they're really short. So some of your area teams, when they go down, that's why they might be having an earlier or slightly later kickoff because of that. But Marysville, they have a returning quarterback. They We've talked about their returners. Zach Meyer under quarterback. You have DeMarco Singleton. You have Evan Woodard. You have Larry Smayfield all on offense. I want to throw another guy yeah. in who might be uh, interesting to watch, and that's uh, Lee for uh, Marysville, uh, Marcus Lee. He's a kick return, dangerous, uh, and if they work him into the offense a little bit more this year um, – he might be a guy to keep an eye on too. Yeah, and then you have Sam Lasher heading up that defense. They have enough senior leadership there to really, I think, do well in week one, go down there and some unusual circumstances. But I, I think the Vikings, well, the Marysville Vikings, will uh, have some success week one. <laughs> yeah, you, you do have to uh, to point that out because it is the Vikings versus the Vikings. All right, uh, let's uh, jump up to the gold real quick here. Uh, St. Clair travels to uh, East uh, Point. This is an intriguing game to me. East Point snapped an eight-year playoff drought last year. Brady, they won six games. In their six wins, they averaged 38.5 points a game. So they showed some explosiveness on offense. They had a winning season for the first time in a long time. They tasted some success. St. Clair has been really solid for a long stretch here. The Saints have been good. Coach uh, Bishop doing a great job taking over uh, where Coach Nesbitt let, let off. Uh, the Saints have had a lot of speed and a lot of talent. But again, as I said to, on Tuesday's podcast, this is a team that I don't know a whole lot about and that I'm going to learn about uh, very quickly because it's a right. quick season. Uh, it's going to take me a couple of games to figure out just exactly what the Saints have this year. Well, you talk about East Point having the most success they've had in a while. The last time they had a six-win season, you have to go all the way back to 1986. So this is that's a program that has not had success lately. Um they are. They've been no stranger to zero and nine seasons through, throughout the years. But yeah, a six and four season last year. Um, didn't really play any area teams. They lost forty two nothing to Marine City. But they get Saint Clair coming down. A Saint Clair team that I haven't seen a team lose as many seniors as Saint Clair has in a while. Uh, they are going to be a young team, and it's. They're going to have to learn pretty quickly whether they have the guys to come up and get ready or if they're going to take a few weeks to get acclimated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Fitzgerald at Marine City. This is one of the games we're doing. This is one of the inaugural games on GetStuckOnSports.com. Brady will be out at East China Stadium on uh, Friday uh, night. Uh, and uh, you were out at Mariners uh, practice uh, this week. Yep. What they look like to you? I mean, the same thing you've seen. Uh, from Marine City for years. 
Every everybody who touches the ball has those big black armbands to help cover it up. Eighteen fakes on every single snap. Um, but they are they are running a crisp practice. The coaches talking to them. They seemed very. Uh, they seemed excited. They uh, felt good throughout the summer. They were a little disappointed with the shutdown. They felt like they lost a step there. But looking at their practice, it looks like the same Mariner team you've seen for years. And the, the, the amount of names that their coach gave me that he likes to see and thinks will step up, he, he probably listed over 15 different names. Yeah, well, I know you, you've got – Two walkers uh, there for sure that yep. are both going to uh, probably see a lot of action on both sides of the ball, uh, too. But it's a new head coach and it's a new quarterback. Yep. No, Darren Letson, first year as the head coach, but he's been on the staff for for two decades, basically. But he has a ton of help around him. This Marine City coaching staff, we talked about it on Tuesday. Uh, Dave French, their defensive coordinator, you have uh, – Guys like Tony Scarcelli coming back, the former head coach. Bill Nesbitt's helping with the offensive line with Tim Lolito. So those are two big minds in there. Brendan Kay helping with the quarterbacks. and I mean, I could list them all, but everyone on that uh, staff has a lot of knowledge. And uh, Coach Letson was very confident that he goes, you know what, if I have to go do something else, I know the kids are getting taught the right thing. And, yeah, at quarterback you have uh, Jeff Heslop coming in as a sophomore. He was up as a freshman last year, kind of got the feel for everything learned, and now it's his turn to take the reins. I mean, you you got an NFL quarterback teaching you the ways of it. He played in the same system way back when. So, no, I don't think, even though he's a sophomore, I'm sure he's going to be very mature in his first start. All right, so this is Marine City, and you, you, you've you got a sophomore quarterback. You know this kid can play. Yeah. You know this kid can 100%. Play. And it helps that you have all that talent around him. I mean, guys like Charles Tigert are going to help him a lot. I mean, they have a list of running backs that are going to touch the ball. And honestly, like we said before, if you're not prepared for that Marine City offense, if you're not ready to be very assignment sound. So, okay, Fitzgerald is going to run a 3-4 on, on a Friday night. Every single one of those linebackers has to be locked in every single play. Because, okay, even if you are very assignment sound, they're still going to probably get two, three yards of play because their offensive line is going to move you back and their their running backs fall forward. But the second you bite on one of those fakes, one of those linebackers thinks it's a dive and it turns out to be the pitch or Heslop keeps it under center, It's that's that's where they make their big plays. And they have they, they just they are a very well-coached team. And like I said, you have to play 60 minutes of very assignment sound defense because it just takes one for them. Bam, hit it like that, take it to the house. And that that starburst return that I hated seeing <laughs> when I played, That I mean, you've seen them score on you, that you'll, hundreds of you'll times. You'll see a lot of short kickoffs, a lot of squib kicks mm-hmm. against the Mariners this year. Teams are dumb if they're kicking the ball deep to uh, Marine City. You mentioned uh, Tigert uh, real quick uh, on that. Uh, they they always have one speed guy or six. Uh, they yeah. always have at least one speed guy. Tigert uh, can burn them. Marine City has uh, made the playoffs 27 of the last 30 years, and they're 9-0 and all-time against Fitz. Fitz runs the spread. Uh, they run a 3-4 defense, but uh, – 
They'll need to put 15 guys on the field, I think, Friday night if they want to keep this game competitive. No, I think they I think they have a chance. They have a pair of twins down there that are both very athletic. One of them set a couple records last year in terms of kick returns. So, yeah, I don't think you're going to see a lot of deep kicks in this game. But I do think that if Fitzgerald wants to stay in this game, and I don't think it's uh, necessarily a complete layup. I think that they use their speed. They get out in speed and space because especially in a year like this, You've had less practices it, it, that t- that tends to fall back more to athleticism and you're just more like backyard, schoolyard football. And I think that Fitzgerald might have better athletes, but Marine City is going to be well coached. They're going to be ready to go come 7 p.m. All right, our other Friday night game and the other inaugural game here on GetStuckOnSports.com is uh, the Port Huron High Big Reds playing host to uh, Frazier. Port Huron 11-5 all-time against uh, Frazier. That includes a 30 to nothing shutout win last year. Uh, the Ramblers just 1-8 a year ago. Uh, I was over at uh, PH earlier in the week, um, chatted with uh, Ryan Mullins, they just look good. They've got, number one, they've got some big boys on the lines. Um, so I think they're going to be hard to handle there. Um, and just uh, on the uh, start on the offensive side of the ball, there's so much talent there. D.V. Price will play quarterback. Um, he started as their quarterback last year and was actually doing pretty well. Uh, but uh, then McKay came in to close out the uh, the season, but he's graduated, so it's DV's uh, offense again, and he's got so many weapons to work around him, uh, especially in the receiving core with uh, Niger Finney, um, who, who might end up being, Brady, one of the best players in the state at his position. Uh, and then throw in Shaka Brown, who's another just great athlete, Big body, but with speed. Um, they're so dangerous on special teams. I think they're going to be uh, dangerous if you get the ball in these guys' hands and they get into the open field. If Finney gets an inch of space, he's gone. He's yeah. gone. He He's just – he's speed. Uh, Noah Kindle had a bad ankle and didn't practice early in the week, but they said Noah's going to be fine. He's going to play the game. This, this is a guy that colleges are looking at I, – They've got a good team this year. They have a very good team this year, and I think it's going to be on full display for you to watch Friday night. I think Frazier's going to have their hands full. Don't know a ton about Frazier. I know they have they have struggled in recent years. Their last winning year comes in 2014, 1-8 um, the previous two years. So, yeah, it's going to be tough for an opener where you have a very experienced team. Coach Mullins doesn't have to worry about teaching them the offense, implementing the system. It's all about refining and getting it down to that precise point to where you can really deep dive into it and get the kids to have that next level understanding. Port here on high is going to, I think, have a very fun time Friday night. I think you're going to see them beat up on Frazier multiple different ways. They can use their uh, speed, get them in space, or they can just run it down their throat too. You know, uh, Lakeview's moved up to the white, too. I I just think the blue is uh, there for the Big Reds to take this year. I know Port Huron Northern's going to have their say um, because uh, they've kind of been the favorite the last couple of uh, years uh, in the the blue. Uh, Maybe Lance Cruz uh, will have something to say about it. But I I just think, Brady, that it's Port Huron High's 
to take this year if they can go out and put the work in and get the job done. Yeah. I mean, it helps Northern that they get them a, like midway through the year so they have some time to prepare, have some time to let their young kids learn. And again, it's a rivalry game. You never know. You never know in the Crosstown Showdown. So, But, yeah, I think you're right. I don't think you're wrong to think the Big Reds are the heavy favorite, I would say, in the Mac Blue this year. Just real quick, two other Mac games to mention. Utica Ford's at Anchor Bay to open the season, uh, so the Tars get a home game to start. Uh, and New Haven is at center line. The Rockets are looking to snap a 17-game uh, losing streak. It's been uh, a couple of years since uh, they've tasted victory at New Haven. Yeah, it's been that's a, that's a, that's a tough stretch. That's a very and, tough and stretch. center line is such a horrible place to play. I don't care if you play the game in the day or you play the game. The grass is always long. There's a train track right next to the field, and that stupid train comes through. If you play in the afternoon, mm-hmm. it rolls through. Uh, it's it's just a horrible place uh, to have to go and play a football game. Yeah, but no lights either. If you play a night game, they bring in the construction lights, which are usually right at eye level, and so they hinder you more than they help you. Yeah. Rather play in the pitch black than play with those stupid construction lights. Yeah, but hey, we still have a lot more games to talk about. We have the entire BWAC, have some big GTC East games to talk about. Where, where do you want to? Where do you want to go to next? Let, let's go to the BWAC. Uh, Elginac and uh, Elmont uh, is uh, the first game uh, on my list uh, here. Uh, of course, Elmont has won 17 straight games against BWAC opponents. Elginac is coming off a season where they scored 59 points, and 26 of them came in their only win. Yeah, Algonac, I mean, for a year, they had three straight double-digit win seasons. They looked like they were really rocking and rolling, but since that class has left, they've won five games total. It's been a very rough stretch. I mean, shut out in, what's that, three games last year. They only, you're right, they eclipsed double digits one time, and that was their win against Yale. And to open up against Almont, who was at Ford Field last year, Muskrats might be in for a rough first week. Yeah, and Elmont is solid. Uh, I know they lost some guys, but there is so much talent, and they were pretty deep last year that they'll plug those holes, I think, and Elmont will be fine. Armada's at Richmond uh, to start the season. Uh, Armada has suffered seven straight losing seasons while Richmond has made the playoffs eight years in a row. We talked about it on Tuesday. Richmond, the model of consistency in the Blue Water area uh, and in that BWAC. Yeah, and I mean, Armada hasn't been awful the past two years, past few years. I mean, close to 500. They've beat up on the teams they're better than, but they've also lost to the teams that uh, that are better than them. But you look at last year, they had they did have a one-point loss to MLA City, and they're competitive in a lot of games. So Yeah, that that's where they're at right now the, the last couple of years. They haven't been able to pull off the big win against one of the big boys. Mm-hmm. The, the, they beat the teams that you think they should beat, um, which is step one. Yes. Uh, step two now is trying to figure out how to beat one of the big boys uh, and, and the top of the BWAC, uh, the top three, four teams in the BWAC, they're tough to beat. Yeah, and last year, Richmond, it was a competitive game. I mean, the final score might lie to you, but 47-33, they put up some points against them. And like you call it, the B-wacky, you never know 
which game's going to be the upset, especially week one in a weird year like this. And it is a rivalry game. These two teams are not that far apart geographically. So, you know, it's it's kind of a big rivalry game for these two teams. Um, Imlay City at Croslex. To me, this is the most interesting game this week in the uh, BWAC. Uh, Imlay City went 5-4 and four last year. They should have been in the playoffs. Uh, they had uh, won a total of just six games their previous four years. So it was a really big outbreak year for them. Uh, and uh, they had some really tight, wins and really tight losses uh, last year. Their their games were all pretty competitive. Crosslex coming off a disappointing season uh, up to the north last year. The Pioneers only went four and five. It was only their second losing year in the last 12 years, Brady. So they're used to winning in uh, Crosslex. To, to me, Imlay City coming off the high of last year. Crosslex coming off a low of last year. This is an interesting game. It, I think it's maybe the most interesting game on our slate. Last year, Croslex eked out a 14-13 victory. You know, you have to think MLA City's thinking if they take that game during the playoffs, who knows what they can do. They're feeling a lot better. But I know a lot of people up in Croswell are very excited for their football team this year. They have high expectations. I think the Blue Water Area Conference is something that they think is attainable. They think they can win that league, but... No, I think this is a very interesting litmus test week one for both these schools. And I think once we get to week three, four, five, looking back on this game is going to be very interesting in the standings and how both these team seasons go. So this is a game I'm probably going to keep a pretty close eye on as Friday night rolls along. All right, the uh, the last BWAC game is Yale at North Branch. Yale went two and seven last year. They haven't had a winning season since 2014, uh, despite going five and five in 2018 and actually making the uh, playoffs. North Branch has been really good since they left the Tri Valley Conference two years ago to join the BWAC. They're 11 and four versus BWAC opponents, uh, and those four losses are are Almont and Richmond. Um, so. They did lose once to Croslex. Yeah, uh, they're two and zero against Yale, and in those two wins, the Broncos have put up 119 points on the Bulldogs, including 63 last year. Yeah, and then they only managed to get 56 uh, in 2019. Yes, yeah, but that was a shutout in 2019. Yeah. Yale actually put up some points. Yeah, the first matchup them. was 63-35. So, uh, yeah, no, um, North Branch has been. Rolling along since making the move to the BWAC, I think it's a better fit for them geographically. So, yeah, Yale's looking to kind of get off the snide a little bit. Um, that, again, that's a tough week one opponent. North Branch seems like they're, they're, a, they're a good team, but they just haven't made that step to leapfrog Richmond, leapfrog Almont. Because, like you said, I mean, Almont's been the best team in the area the past year or two. Richmond's, like you said, model of consistency. North Branch is looking to take that next and probably final step to claim a BWAC title. Absolutely. All right. In the GTC East, Brown City's at uh, Marlette. These are two pretty evenly matched uh, football teams. Uh, you can flip a coin as to who has the uh, advantage uh, here. Uh, I, you know, in a game like this, I say go with the home team, but uh, I, I just don't know with these two teams. Uh, uh, whoever, basically in the GTC East, 
you got your top three teams, and then whoever wins the Brown City Marlette game is going to finish in fourth place. <laughs> I mean, it's held true for a while now. Um, but yeah, Brown City Marlette, been kind of middle of the road teams, kind of mirrors of each other. Hopefully, it's a it's a fun game for both those teams. Maybe who knows? Maybe someone surprises us and takes an, a, a big step this year. Uh, I'm gonna uh, jump ahead to Sandusky at uh, Bad Axe. Sandusky has not lost to Bad Axe since 2014. Bad Axe hasn't had a winning season in 18 years. They do lead the all time series because there was a time when Bad Axe was a pretty powerful team uh, up there at the top of the thumb. 26-17 uh, and uh, one. I know it was a close game last year, Brady, but I'm not going to read a whole lot into that. It's not a league game for Sandusky, but I think it's a good opening game for them to try to get off to a good start this season. Yeah, no, one-point game last year. Like you said, Sandusky's dominated in recent memory. Uh, the Hatchets have been semi-competitive the past few years, hovering around that 500 mark. But who knows? Again, weird year. Sandusky trying to keep that winning streak going. Bad Axe trying to finally make the turnaround in their program. It's, I mean, it's going to be a game that you're going to find out a lot about both teams in. Here's what COVID has uh, done to the season in the uh, GTC East. Ubley at Harbor Beach, first game of the uh, season, and for the last 100 years, uh, the winner of this game has won the league. Uh, actually, this is usually the game that decides the league title most years. Ubley, since 2007, Brady, 108 and 38 with 11 playoff Jeez. appearances. Harbor Beach, since 2007, 105 and 40 with eight playoff appearances. Since 2007, Harbor Beach has won the league eight times. Ubley's won the league four times. Sandusky's won the league two times, and nobody else has won the league. Yeah, Harbor Beach, I mean, you go back to the early 2010s. I believe that 2011 through 2014 run, I think they, I said what, they lost two regular season games. They lost like five total. They had a state championship in there. They made it to the regional finals every single year. Harbor Beach has figured some stuff out. They had a couple down years, but they, they figured it out again last year. Ubley, like you said, I mean, 108 and 38 with 11 playoff appearances in the last 13 years. And they usually make a pretty deep run. Unless they have to play Harbor Beach in the first round, Ubley's usually around in the playoffs for uh, two, three, four weeks every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, both those teams make deep runs until they basically have to play each other. Uh, this game might just decide week one. You know, you don't really like to say week one is going to decide the conference, but the numbers speak from themselves. 12 of the last 14 titles. So it's that's that's got to be a, a stressful game for both coaching staffs, knowing that our season might be decided week week one and because no one else really beats those other two teams in that conference. Yeah, uh, at least in terms of a, a league championship, it's, you know, and again, Sandusky might be a roadblock, but you figure whoever wins this game will go 6-0, and and whoever loses will go 5-1. and Or at, at worst, they both go 5-1 and if Sandusky can get a split against them, and maybe you end up with one of those situations where you get a three-way tie 
for the title. But uh, uh, these these are two teams that have just been so dominant that, that you have to give them the respect and say this is actually the league championship game on opening night. Yeah, I'm sure people in Sandusky won't be happy with us saying no, that. No, but, but hey, uh, I'm just going on the numbers. Yeah. I'm a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. So and you can what... hate me for that. I, I'm fine with it. Uh, and I'd love nothing better than for Sandusky to win the GTC East because, to me, they're the team out of that conference that we actually really cover. Yeah, and you have to go uh, back to 2015 before you get a year where they beat both Harbor Beach and Ubley. And that was the year they uh, they were uh, they were 11 and 0 before losing to New Lothrop in the regional finals. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, one other uh, game uh, in terms of our 11 player football teams, uh, and that's the Catholic League game. Mooney opens uh, on the road at Royal Oak Shrine. You know, Mooney was better last year. Um, I think they won uh, three games, uh, which for them in recent uh, history. Um, it was they showed some competitiveness in some games, uh, but Royal Oak Shrine coming off a really good year uh, and a team that scored a lot of points uh, in games last year. They were another one of those teams that when they won, it was usually big and scoring a lot of points. So this is a tough opener for Mooney to have to go on the road to Shrine. Yeah, like you said, uh, Marines, or actually they went 4-5 and five last year. Yeah, the, the, they had a yeah. nice – Nice season, one of their better seasons in a few years. Yeah, I mean, they haven't had a winning season. You have to go back to 2008 uh, where they finished the year with the winning season. They had a couple playoff appearances in 11 and 12, but finished right at 500. So like like a lot of teams we mentioned before, looking to get back on the track, Cardinal Mooney against Royal Oak Shrine, you know, not maybe a – Interesting game for some, but Cardinal Mooney's going to have to prove it before we real before you can really give them think they're going to be a legit team. Yeah. All right. Uh, eight man football because uh, I like to give them their props uh, too. Uh, Deckerville opens at New Haven Merritt. This is uh, uh, an interesting game because Merritt is uh, a young program that's had a lot of success early on. I think in in six years they've made the playoffs four or five times. Uh, they've won a couple of league championships as well. But they're moving up this year out of the stripes and into the stars with the big boys. So uh, this will be their the most challenging schedule, I think, that they've played uh, in school history. And Deckerville is Deckerville. All the Eagles do is win all the damn time. That's all they do. Haven't missed the playoffs as an eight-man team. Worst year. They went 5-5, five and five, but besides then uh, – Eight and three is their worst record besides that one lone year in 2013. Co- so. Coach Brown must have 6,000 wins. <laughs> it, it, it feels like it. It feels like Deckerville's like, okay, how far are they making it in the playoffs this year in the eight-man finals? So, I mean, they won a state title, I believe, yeah, back in 2012. They played for another in 2017. So, I mean, you got to pick Deckerville until they lose or they play Carsonville Port Sandlack. Yeah, well, Carsonville Port Sandlack is at uh, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart to uh, open the uh, season, and uh, Peck will open the season on the road at uh, Merrill, uh, and uh, that is the uh, schedule uh, in terms of the uh, Blue Water uh, area teams uh, who will be playing on Friday night. And again, a reminder, Brady, that uh, we will uh, have two games for you yep. on the stream. Um, look for us around 6.50 yep. um, on stream one. I'll be at Memorial Stadium 
Portier and High Big Reds taking on the Frazier Ramblers. And then uh, on stream two, Brady's out at East China Stadium as Marine City opens the season against uh, Warren Fitzgerald, the Spartans. Excited for that, but you know what I'm really excited for? Next segment, we got our first edition of the picks. It's going to be a fun time. I, uh, I'm going to be looking forward to doing this every week. All right, so that's what we'll do next as the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast continues in just a moment. You would be a fool to walk away from this podcast right now. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1 Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, and electrical tools, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that include abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals, and lubricants. It additionally provides conduits, contract hardware, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, tapes, and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell, located at 2975 Pier Road, Port Huron, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. I think this is a big year for the Big Reds. On paper, I don't see a game that they would be an underdog in. We know that they're going to have good athletes. We know that they're going to have speed. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. And welcome into the first week of our picks. Oh, Dennis, I'm excited. We got the music playing. It's football season, finally. So we have 10 games on our list. We were going to have Brandon Folsom come in. He had something come up, but we have his picks. We're going to go through 10 games. We're going to do this every week, and we're going to have some fun doing it. All right, Dennis, let's start up in the thumb. We talked about this just a little bit ago. Sandusky travels to the epicenter of the thumb of Michigan. Bad axe to take on the hatchets. You kick us off. Who you got in that game? I know they think they're a bunch of bad axes up there. But uh, Sandusky wins this game, uh, Brady. I like the Redskins. Uh, I like the way they play football there. I've always liked the way they play football there. They're smash mouth, and smash mouth wins games in the thumb. Sandusky beats Bad Axe. 
If Brandon Folsom was here, he'd agree with you. Taking Sandusky, I disagree. One point game from a year ago. It's what they've been thinking about all year. The final game of the season for Bad Axe. Give me the hatchets in an upset in week one in a game in the thumb starting off a weird year. Staying in the thumb. We said it's for the GTC East title. Ugly goes to the shores of Lake Huron to take on Harbor Beach. Brandon Folsom, if he was here started, he would take the road team in Ubley. Do you agree with him, Dennis? Oh, Folsom's taking the Bearcats. Nope, this game's at the beach, and uh, jump on the Pirate bandwagon, folks. Harbor Beach wins at home. This will be a great football game. Uh, it is a toss-up. Anybody can win this game, uh, and uh, but Harbor Beach will get the victory. Whoever has the ball last in this game, I think it's going to win. I think it's going to come down to a field goal, maybe a two-point conversion, see what's going on. Who knows? Maybe we'll have an overtime game week one. But I agree with you, Harbor Beach week one, and I think that sets them up for another GTC East title. All right, now to the Blue Water Area Conference. The Yale Bulldogs trying to see if they can figure it out for the year, uh, get back to the winning ways. They've had a success in the past, but will they have success this season as they go to the newest BWAC team, the North Branch Broncos? Dennis, what do you think? I like North Branch in this game. They can score. Yale struggles to, to score. Points are going to have to win. You're going to have to score 30 or more to win this game, uh, Yale. Uh, and even if you score 30, North Branch might score 40. 40 might be a little low. Like you said, over 100 points scored the last two times these teams met up. Uh, I believe it was 56 and 63 North Branch has put up since becoming a member of the Blue Water Area Conference. They get the Bulldogs at home. I have no reason to doubt the Broncos in this one. And we'll make it a clean sweep. Brandon Folsom agrees with us. He takes North Branch in this as well. Now for what I said was the most interesting matchup of the week. The Spartans of MLA City come all the way east to Croswell, Lexington to play the Pioneers. Brandon Folsom is taking the, Pione is taking the Pioneers. I disagree. Spartans are going to look to avenge that playoff drought from last year. They lost this game by a point. They, I'm sure they've had this scheduled for a while. Give me the Emily City Spartans on the road against the Pioneers. I do like Emily City. I do like what they did last year. I do think that uh, that's a different program now. Uh, however, Croslex is looking to have a bounce back year. They got a bad taste in their mouth from a disappointing season a year ago. They are still one of the elites in the BWAC, and they want to prove that. They want to prove that they belong in the conversation with Almont and Richmond and North Branch. Croslex wins this football game. All right, staying in the BWAC. Now another team that wants to be mentioned with the big boys, the Armada Tigers, will travel to the new turf field where the Richmond Blue Devils will play. Dennis, you kick us off. Can the Tigers pull off an upset on that beautiful, beautiful turf field that Richmond just put in? Not this year, Armada. Richmond will win that game, uh, number one. Uh, they're just a, a, a solid program that wins every year. They're one of the elites in the uh, BWAC, and you know they want to open that field with a victory. Richmond wins this game. Originally, we were going to be there for the first Richmond game on that turf field when they were supposed to play MLA City in week two of the original schedule. Uh, but now it's Armada going to Richmond. Richmond's just a, a solid team. Like you said, model of consistency in the BWAC. 
I don't see them losing this game. I think Armada puts up a fight. Third quarter, Richmond pulls away. Give me the Blue Devils. And Brandon Folsom is inclined to agree. That's a clean, excuse me, a clean sweep for Richmond. And the final BWAC game of the week, the Muskrats of Algonac go to the defending state runner-ups, the Almont Raiders. Nothing against Algonac. I just don't know how you pick against Almont here, and I'm not going to be the one to do it. Give no, me the Raiders. You, you can't pick against Almont. The Raiders win this uh, football game. Uh, I think it's uh, 17 straight they've won against BWAC opponents, something ridiculous like that. The streak will continue. Yeah, Folsom not feeling bold either. He's taking Almont. Again, nothing against Algonac, but I'm not picking against Almont till they lose. Now, let's get to our local, local schools in the MAC. The Vikings of Marysville go down for a 4:30 kickoff against the Hazel Park Vikings. Dennis, which Vikings do you like more in this? I like the Marysville Vikings more in uh, this. They put up a lot of points against uh, Hazel Park. It was a shootout, but if I remember correctly, Hazel Park scored some of their points uh, in what we would refer to as garbage time. I really like the way the Vikings played last year, uh, and I think uh, that they want to build from that momentum. Uh, and Hazel Park just struggled uh, in the Max Silver uh, games. I don't think they get their first Max Silver win uh, on Friday. You know, Brandon Folsom agrees with you. He's taken Marysville, and, you know, we've talked about him before. Second-year coach with Derek Meyer. He's more comfortable now. He knows what to expect. He's going to have those kids ready. He has a lot of returning talent in that backfield. I think Marysville ground and pounds their way to a victory. I don't think it'll be a huge blowout. I think it'll be somewhere like 28-6, 35-10. A decisive victory, but not one of those, oh, my God, how big of a, how bad did they beat that team? Give me the Marysville Vikings. Now another very interesting matchup, a young, young St. Clair team is traveling down to East Point, two playoff teams from a year ago. Folsom's taking the Saints. Who do you got, Saints or Shamrocks? Well, I'm probably going to make a few enemies here. I love the Saints. I love Saints football. Um, they've been good for a long time. Uh, I just I think East Point's going to win this game. Uh, I think it'll be a competitive game, but uh, their East Point's coming off a season of uh, success. Um, I don't think they're, they have as much turnover as St. Clair uh, does. So um, I think this is a, a tough road game for St. Clair, and East Point gets the win. I think you nailed a lot of it going on the road, taking on a team from a year ago that, I, you're right, does not have as much turnover as the Saints. Uh, again, nothing against them. Just don't think they're going to be able to get all those young kids ready for week one in a game uh, against East Point. Give me the Shamrocks at home against St. Clair. Now on to the games we will be covering live on GetStuckOnSports.com Friday night at 7 p.m. Warren Fitzgerald comes up north to take on Coach Letson in his first game as the Marine City head coach. Dennis, Letson keeps the tradition going, gets a first win as the head ball coach? Absolutely. I think Marine City wins this football game uh, at home. I know they are chomping at the bit to get the season uh, going. Uh, they are fed up. Uh, I, I think you've got a, a caged tiger there, pun intended, uh, and I think uh, that the Mariners will get the victory. Brandon Folsom agrees with you, Marine City, for him, and I'll be on the call for this game, but Marine City, just like Almont right now, I'm not betting against them. 
until they give me a reason to give me the Mariners and the final game in our pick'em. The Frazier Ramblers come up to Memorial Stadium to take on a big, bad, big red team. Coach Ryan Mullins in his, I don't know, feels like his 20th year at this point. He's been around forever. Big Reds, do they falter against the Ramblers? You'll be on the call for that one, Dennis. Uh, you younger people won't get this reference, but uh, you old farts like me, down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Port Huron will come in with a right from nowhere. And uh, the, the Big Reds are, are just simply the better team here on paper, and they'll show that they're the better team on the field. Folsom agrees. I can't disagree with you. A senior-laden team, that's going to help them a ton this year with everything going on. Don't have to explain much to the kids. They know what to expect. Frazier's been struggling. Big Reds winning big on Friday night, and that'll do it for the picks. Dennis, you have anything before we sign off for the week? I just want to say that uh, last year I had a tremendous record for the season. But week one is always the toughest week to pick uh, because you really don't know what you're getting from teams. So don't be disappointed, Brady, if you're hovering around the 500 mark after week one. You will get better, uh, and I am the master, so I have no doubt that I will have a winning record uh, when the uh, scores come in on Friday night. I cannot wait till the playoffs get started <laughs> and I have a better record than you and whoever our guest is every week will have a better record picking than you. Pride comes before the fall, Dennis. Yeah, but good luck good luck with that cuz it's just it's not going to happen. I know you're the young pup, you're the whippersnapper uh, and and you you've got a posture. You're turning, you're turning into get off my lawn, guy. You, you, you you've got a posture and see uh, chip on the shoulder i'm gonna show you old man now the old man's the master at this game and uh and i have no doubts that i will have a spectacular record come the end of the season well that's it for our get stuck on sports podcast this has been episode two uh yeah next time you'll hear us we'll be live at the game on friday night dennis anything before we sign off just uh thanks for all the support out there it's uh, been a great first week and it's only going to get better because we're finally going to start live streaming the games for you uh, tomorrow night. Big Reds taking on Frazier. Mariners taking on Fitzgerald. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at G underscore Stuck on Sports and find us on Facebook at Get Stuck on Sports. That's it for our show today. Thank you for joining us and hope you're listening Friday night as I'll be at Marine City against Fitzgerald. Dennis will be at Port here on High Host and Frazier. Hope to see you then. Tune in next time to the Get Stuck on Sports podcast here on GetStuckOnSports.com. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.